Ugh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? <laughs> Welcome to the first episode of So I Married a Cinephile with Ben Farmer. And Megan Carver. Yes, and Rocket is here as well. He is I was asleep just... pretty much on top of the laptop. <laughs> like his ear is like right on the mouse pad. He's our sound engineer. Yeah, so he's just, he's listening super well just to make sure all the levels are good. Um, I really don't. Please don't, don't, lick, please your don't lick your dick Thank while we're you. doing this. Please it's don't just, do that. Just it's not it. so much that we mind you doing it. It's just that you're really loud. It's you're, like you're devouring. Somebody. It sounds like you're eating applesauce. Right. Or like, really quickly. Yeah. Or like biting into a really good apple. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> you're just like, oh, golden delicious. No. This is amazing. So uh, <laughs> let's talk about what we're doing here. Um. So the reason we wanted to start this podcast was Megan and I... If you can believe it, we've been together for almost nine years, mm -hmm. and I didn't mean to roll my eyes when I said that. <laughs> You're like, oh, uh huh. God, yeah. <laughs> Heard it. Um, I've seen a lot of movies. I I love movies. I enjoy film and cinema. But whenever like a good movie comes on, or like I watch a really good movie on an airplane or something, and I tell Megan about it, she's like, Oh, I've never seen that. And this isn't like new movies. These are like classic movies like, that we're talking people about, should have seen. Right. We're talking about like Jaws, The Godfather. Like stuff that's stuff important. Stuff that's like, you're an actor. We're both actors. We're both actors. We're both actors. I'm a and bad need, actor for having not you seen need this. To see certain movies. <laughs> And I just haven't. And she just hasn't. So other than just continuing continuing to be pissed off about it, we just decided to like, yeah, let's make a fun little podcast out of it. And, and two, uh, what what's kind of good is that I know that I'm not the only person out there who hasn't seen these kinds of movies. Right. There are a lot of other people out there, men, women, undecided, who basically they just kind of never got around to seeing some of these important movies. Yeah. And so this is kind of a way for people maybe who haven't seen this movie yet to get their perspective from someone who's brand new to the film. Right. And then also, too, it's good for people who, like you, who are kind of cinephiles, who have seen a lot of movies. I've and seen a lot of movies. You have. And right. so you have a lot of just like not history what's the word i'm looking for you have a lot of knowledge knowledge and appreciation like i, think, I could but... say like oh yeah who is that one guy from that one movie and you'll be like oh yeah yeah what's his face? matt damon i don't know <laughs> what you, movie matt is Damon's matt not damon? very he's, right no he's not i'm so that. sorry no, i'm fine. so sorry but let's I'm... talk about <laughs> the good guys who aren't being bad guys right now uh, i'm matt damon at least he said it. he's like yeah i just need to shut up um, oh, he did say he that? He did say that. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. So, good man. Um, so, that's what we're doing. And so, um, this week, though, we're actually departing from our original idea, which is more classic movies, and we're going with a movie that we more recently saw, which was The Last Jedi. Right. Star Wars um, Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. We figured it was, it was a movie that's still pretty fresh in our memory. Right. And just to sort of, like, get our feet wet as far as, like, podcasting and recording this kind of stuff, we figured... It and would be when good. we originally saw the movie, right <laughs> afterwards, we, 
We, we we had a pretty unique viewing experience, like, especially the last ten minutes of this oh movie, my God. which is like a story in and of itself. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, Anyways, this we got really amped up about this movie, and this yeah. is actually what made us decide to do the podcast. Yeah. So we thought it'd be a good idea to start with this. Yeah. So. Um, so let's do Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Written and directed by Ryan Johnson, which I feel. Well, so Ryan Johnson, I, don't know I feel who that like is. right. That's it. I feel like what he's best known for is Looper. It was that movie with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce Willis. I haven't seen it. Uh, to be honest, I haven't seen it either. Oh, okay. Let's, so it's not okay. It's not. So all yeah, on it's me. not like yeah, it's not all on you. But I think it like written and directed by one guy. Mm-hmm. So you essentially have Disney going, "Hey, Force Awakens was a huge success, and we're just going to take this property that we now own." And we're going to let you write a script and direct it. Like, so total creative I don't know, control uh, right. over it. And maybe there were some ghostwriters on this. I don't know. Like, maybe Carrie Fisher, I'm sure she had a hand in, like, rewriting well, some of her yeah. lines. Because that's what she does, or did. Rest, R.I.P. Um, but that was pretty shocking to be like, oh, they literally gave it all to this guy. Be like, I didn't know that. Write the next episode and direct it. It was like, whoa. You you really trust this man? Because that's not really common, right? I don't. I mean, taking it from J.J. Abrams and um, I'm pretty sure Lawrence Kasdan helped write The Force Awakens as well. So there were there was a, a team of people who wrote that script. Okay. And it was just like, oh, Ryan Johnson, take it from here. It's yours, which I feel like is like a compliment to him at the same sure. time. But his body of work, I don't think, is that big. But to really start, in my opinion, like to really. <laughs> To do the autopsy on The Last Jedi, to find out what killed it, um, you have to go back. You have to go back to The Force Awakens. You okay. have to. You have to. Which was a great movie. So you liked The Force Awakens? I liked The Force I Awakens. I loved The Force Awakens. It was great. A lot of people say, oh my god, it was a rehash of A New Hope and blah, blah, blah. Like it was the exact like same thing as Star Wars Episode Four, And I'm like, yeah. You know why? Because of the fucking prequels. Right. People needed to be reminded yeah. of what a Star Wars movie looks like, sounds like, and is supposed and feels to be like right. what it's supposed to be. You essentially have, and <clears throat> again, I'll reference the prequels here, but I'm not going to like go too deep into this. It's okay, just going to make me angry. So <laughs> you essentially have... And fans, please feel free to, you know, email or comment or whatever. By the way, correct me if I'm wrong. I want to say that Ben's going to do the more cinephile breakdown. I'm going to do the more, I saw this movie. I don't really, <laughs> this is what happens. Breakdown. Gonna, also, spoilers, like as of right oh, now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you haven't seen you The Last Jedi this, by now, you, then you really don't want to see off. it. Turn this off. Wait until after. Right. See The Force Awakens first, or then see The Last Jedi. Or if you've seen it and you're like, oh, I'm going to take this girl on a date, or ooh, I really want my boyfriend to see this movie, but I don't know if they're going to like it. Right. This is a good thing to listen to to decide. I think so. If it's I a good so. choice. I feel like it's going to, like, I have a lot of opinions about it. I have Do a lot you? To say. Yes, if you couldn't tell already. Um, okay, I'm sorry. So you were saying about the not the prequels. Where was I? You're uh, uh, Force Awakens. So Force Awakens, uh, which I think is is what you have to start with to reference this movie. Okay. Yes, rehash of a New Hope. The prequels were awful. It was nothing but a cash grab by George Lucas to try and beat Titanic at the box office, as it turns out. You have a story. You're, I'm, I'm talking about the original trilogy, uh, Episode Four, Five, and Six: New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. It is a story centered around a family. Okay. The Skywalkers. Okay. And their tie to the Force 
Anakin's fall, Luke's journey to redeem his father. Right. And this new trilogy, starting with Force Awakens, is a continuation of that. Like, oh my gosh, what happened to Han, Luke, and Leia? You know, which I really, which I really like. And it, I'm, I'm really glad all of the original actors were willing to come back and sort of continue on the story, but also start like a new generation or a new story, I suppose. Right. Which is what you it's have. It's like these all the characters. kids have left the house for yeah. college. Right. And they're mm-hmm. all coming back for Thanksgiving. And now we're getting caught up with who you're dating, right. what your major is, right. and what acapella group you've joined. And in Harrison Ford's case, you get to like go see your weird grumpy uncle again. Right. So he's up to. Who's drunk right. half the time. Who's a little bit drunk and has a piece of the Millennium Falcon fall on him and break his leg. Oh, I thought you were going to say wedged in his asshole or something. <laughs> He just has it, and it's just in his butt. He's been on. That's why he's so bad. Oh, there's a little tiny sliver of the Millennium Falcon (laughs) just stuck in his one ass cheek. Uh, That's what makes him so grumpy. So, The Force Awakens established a lot while paying homage to the original trilogy. Right, which is what I liked about it. Right. It was something where it was informative to make sure everybody was caught up. Right. But it was also very much, yeah, it was a throwback, an homage, a feel-good movie that people who were there when the original movies came out could really enjoy and And, really have fun with. And there was a reverence and an appreciation for the original trilogy. Like, you can tell, like, it was, you know, directed by J.J. Abrams and... You can tell that he is a fan, clearly, right, of the franchise. So it was made, and it it, it was made with care, right? You know, which and again, appreciating the old, but also establishing something new, right? Force Awakens establishes and brings in so many characters and establishes so many new things that at the end of the movie, you're really excited to see where it goes, right? We were stoked. For example, like Snoke, this new Emperor-looking dude, voiced by Andy Serkis. I was like, oh my gosh, who is he? Is he like, uh, is he uh, Darth uh, Darth Plagueis, who uh, I believe was the Emperor's master or whatever? Is he like come out of the shadows and is trying to make the Sith resurgent or something? Mm-hmm. How is he knowledgeable in the dark side? Like all this kind of stuff. For me, it was like, wow, look at this really old shriveled Apple man <laughs> right. who's angry right. and has superpowers. What is what is angry Apple man going right. to do? Yeah, he literally, his head looks like a shriveled apple. Right. Like what's his story? I don't, I, that was... Right. So you, you established things like that. Like, oh my gosh, who are Ray's parents? You know, like, is she a Kenobi? Right. Is she, like, she's clearly not a Skywalker because, you know, the, I feel like that would have been referenced more quickly. Um, but you have all these, like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see where this goes. Mm-hmm. Force Awakens is over. We're kicking off a new adventure. And then you go to see The Last Jedi, and it is... <laughs> it's, five seconds of silence. It is... <laughs> it was an... Ex, in my opinion, it was an exercise at subverting your expectation. Like, okay. we're going to build up all of your expectations with The Force Awakens, and then we're going to cut the legs out from under you. Okay. And just be like, oh, that's what you get for expecting things. Right. And I really had to go back and examine my personal expectations for The Last Jedi. I'm like, were my expectations too high? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't think so. No, they were about right. Everybody, so. everybody and their mom was looking forward because to it. Because you set up Literally, so much. Everyone I knew like, and oh. my mom was excited for right. it. Um, so, okay. All right. So I think we've covered the plot of Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Okay. So kicking into The Last Jedi. So you you have 
so Force Awakens ends with Han Solo being killed by Ben Solo, by Kylo Ren. Right. Kylo Ren taking on Rey and Finn. Finn gets brutally injured in a lightsaber fight with Kylo Ren before he fights oh, Rey. Oh, that's right. right. And then Rey, you know, starts to embrace the Force and in a way clumsily defeats Kylo Ren. Right. And now at the end of this movie, we have Finn who's like in this this respiratory respiratory water. chamber because he got his spine sliced open, if that's possible. I don't, I don't know. know. Um, and then you have Ray, who is going out to find Luke Skywalker. They found like that was rocket. That was rocket snoring. They found the completion of the map that that has Luke's location on it. Right. Because he sequestered himself, and we're like, oh my god, why? And it turns out that you know he trained Ben Solo, his nephew, and Ben turned to the dark side and is now right. following Snoke, et cetera, et cetera. So you have Finn going out to find Luke Skywalker, and like the. The the new rebellion has destroyed the latest version of the Death Star. Wait, did you say Finn is going? Sorry, out to... sorry. Ray is going out to. I was like, Finn, that's a whole a other movie. Finn is in a coma. Ray is going out to find Luke Skywalker. The okay. rebellion just destroyed the new Death Star. I forget what they called it. Like it was, anyway, they destroyed the, the new laser yeah. cannon that the Empire always has. Right. So we're off. We're off with all all these new characters. We're kicking off a new adventure. Right. Um, so, Oscar Isaac is still in the airborne wing of the Rebellion doing his right. thing. Right. Oh my god, that's so right. So you have these three new characters who are all off on their own sort of individual journeys. Mm -hmm. And you have The Force Awakens end with Rey finding Luke Skywalker, who is in full Jedi garb, by the way. I wonder how you feel about this. He's standing there looking out at the ocean, dressed, dressed as a Jedi. Rey hands him his father's lightsaber. That is how Force Awakens ends. You're like, holy shit. So how He's it... going to train Rey. He's got his dad's lightsaber back. Like, what? Wow. I can't wait to see where this goes. Right. And this, and it picks up ex pretty much exactly where we left off. Right. Where she's holding out the lightsaber. Right. And, and he, he takes he it. takes the lightsaber. Doesn't say a word. What does he do? What does he do, man? Don't do that. He throws it. That's what that sound was. Right. Uh, no, he threw it over his shoulders like... Fuck this shit. Yeah, like he spilled the fucking salt at a restaurant. Yeah, and he's, and he's tossing it over right. his for good luck. So he throws it over his shoulder and he's like, Bleh, I'm not, I don't do that anymore. Right. And Ray. No question about like, oh, how, how did, did you, you get, get this? Here? The last time I saw this lightsaber was when it was cut off of my own arm. Which I didn't know that. And tumbling down in Cloud City. Like, how did you get this? So there's no question about how she got it. No question how she got there. No question about what do you want. She's right. just holding him. Honestly, Clearly. this could have been the USPS returning a package to him being like, I'm so sorry. This is about five years late, but we found this package for you. Here right. it is. Don't fail me again. But so they, she hands in the lightsaber. He tosses this over his shoulder. He goes, I'm not about that anymore. I don't play like that anymore. Right. I don't do that. And she's like, well, but you have to. Don't you understand? <laughs> I, I need to learn. I need to be taught how to be a Jedi. <laughs> and he says, why are you talking like that? <laughs> so then basically cut to about like 10 minutes of her following him around this island of giant alien calves and birds, mm. Cavalier King Charles dog looking birds, orgs, right. trying to convince Luke Skywalker to train her. 
And he's like, no, 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 I don't want it. Here's some green milk. No, 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 I don't want it. Adorable right. pork. No, right. no, no, I don't want it launching I've off closed the cliff. My, I've closed myself off to the force. And we all know why, and it's because Ben Solo... Well, we don't know why at the beginning of the movie yet. Right. We just know that he's a grump. Like, he's he's basically well, the well, old we, man from But we up. do know why, because Han was like, yeah, he trained, you know, he... Oh, you're right. right. I, I just went, forgot about he it. He went to find the last Jedi temple. And right. He, you know, he had all these disciples, and as it turns out, Ben Solo was one of them. Right. Clearly turned to the dark side, that just like Vader did. That did not go well. Right, didn't go well. And so, like, part of me is like, yeah, of course he would be, you know, hesitant to train a new Jedi, right. because his last, his nephew betrayed him. Right. You know, and he lost him. Same thing so, that Obi-Wan happened with Anakin Skywalker. And I'm going to put a pin in this yeah. and come back to it later mm. about... Mark Hamill and how he felt about right. Luke Skywalker. Right. So I'm putting a pin in that. So continuing on with the plot, though. Well, I feel like we have to go back a little bit. The movie actually opens with... I have a feeling this is how all of our podcasts are going to go. I'm going to try to be like, all right, we need to get through the plot. We might so people have a know better what we're layout. talking about. We'll have a better layout. And then you'll be like, okay, I understand we need to talk about the plot, but I want to go back and talk more about who cast this, but this and what no, no, their no, no. childhood this was like. This actually has everything to do with the plot and the tone of the movie, which is very important. I have a feeling the God, the Godfather, we all know, Godfather we, episode is going to be a long one. Right. Uh, I can't wait for that one. Um... <laughs> That's like a three-hour movie. So. I know. So the movie actually opens with the preface to a space battle. And so mm. you have, you know, Finn, not Finn, but what is Oscar Isaac's name? Poe Dameron. Well, don't you. ask me po any Dameron, questions about Poe Dameron's about like names. in like the, the rebellions of like trying to find their new base and, right. and the First Order's, you know, in hot pursuit and they're trying to destroy this giant weapon. Right. But it actually opens with Poe Dameron doing this Verizon wireless bit with oh, Admiral yeah. Huxtable or whatever his name is. And he's like, there's like a can you hear me now joke in there. Was it actually in there? It, was, it wasn't like a, like a flat out Hello? can you hear me now? Hello? Can you hear me? Right. Hello? And there's also like a your mama joke in there too. Like he's like, yeah, something about Admiral Huxtable's mother and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like. I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm sitting there in the theater. I'm like, oh. Huh. Okay. I thought it was funny. I mean, the. The jokes to me, like, it felt like Guardians of the Galaxy is right. what it felt like, which Disney also owns. And J.J. Like, Abrams directed. <laughs> I know that J. one. J.J. Abrams didn't direct Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. That's that's a whole new Shit. episode we have to do now. No, James Gunn directed Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm really sorry. James Gunn, I want to work with you someday. I'm really sorry, guys. I'm very sorry. Okay, go ahead. I'm very so, sorry to interrupt you. So you have this humor that throughout the movie just kind of falls flat because, mm -hmm. to be honest, like, that's never really been Star Wars. That's never really... Not to say there aren't moments of levity in there. Sure. But they're not, like, outright, like, oh, like, yeah, something about Admiral Huxtable's mother, you know, stuff like that. And, like... And he's clearly stalling because they're trying to power up their bombers, and I get it. Like, mm -hmm. he's stalling so we, they can they can charge up their weapons, mm -hmm. which makes sense. But you have all of these jokes, quote-unquote, including weird ones from Mark Hamill that just fall flat on their face. And, like, we'll reference those in a few minutes, but the tone of the movie just felt like a Guardians movie because they're right. like, oh, humor is in right now, so we're going to... Humor is in right, right well, now. Well, humor in these kinds of movies, so like people right. like that, and the kids and the teens maybe love that, and so we're going to try and throw as much in as we possibly can. Yeah. And it just didn't work. It just... It was, it was like Luke throwing his lightsaber. 
I don't know if you remember the audience or if you heard the audience reaction, but there was like one. <laughs> I think that was me. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was just kind of like, oh, that's weird. I thought it was funny. It was like, okay, but why? Okay, hang on. But, okay, I'm gonna, wait, what, no. what, one more, I'm gonna... one more. Back in the Force Christ Awakens, you have Anakin's Anakin's lightsaber that that Maz whatever Maz Kanata or whatever her name is. Big eyes. Big eyes. Lupita voiced her. Anyway, you have she has Anakin's lightsaber, and Rey is like drawn to it, and Rey's like how like what is it doing here? And she's like oh that's, that's a story all in its own, child. And we're like oh maybe they'll reference that in the next movie. Nope. Like, not only do they not reference that, Luke just tries to chuck it into the ocean. Right. And you, there's just no, there's no follow through. And that's, that's like, that's the, that's the tone of this whole movie is that this... like bad jokes and no follow through on anything you established. Right. Right. So back to the plot. <laughs> back to... Um, so here's, okay, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do right now. Just to, to, so, so that you can keep on going into... This stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, mm. of the plot. Okay. Okay? Okay. You let me know if I miss anything. I'll, I'll try. Like okay. This, part of me was like, do I need to see this movie again before we talk about right, it? Right, because it's been a little I while. I feel like it's been a couple of weeks, but I feel like I have a, there's a pretty good, you're like. You're just so smart. <laughs> thank you. And I'm, you're just so. I just, I can't wait to mansplain this movie to the entire internet. Just you know? all over the tits. Just all over. Just like, get ready. Here it comes. <laughs> Here it comes. All right, so what we talked about thus far was that um, oh, this is going great. This like the 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 setup the the okay. setup of the okay movie. okay okay. So Ray has gone to chat up Luke Skywalker and say, "Hey, I want to learn how to be a, a Jedi." He's mm-hmm. like, "Um, no." At the same time, we've got the Empire is going after the rebels. Rebels are like, "We need to find a safe haven." The Empire is like, "We got to shoot them out of the sky." So there's that whole chase going on. And in that whole chase, we've got Finn, who's recovering from oh, his injury. God. We've got Leia, who is basically... General Organa. What? General Organa, which, I, which I'm saying out of appreciation. Like, I'm just, I'm really glad they established Leia. They took away sort of the princess title. Oh, which and she is, general. And they made her a fucking general. Okay. So General yes. Leia. General Organa. Organa. Great. Yep. Great. General Carrie Fisher. Um... <laughs> is heading up basically trying to take care of everybody. And so as the movie progresses, there's two to three different storylines happening all at Maybe the same time. Maybe even four. We've got Rey trying to figure out how to be a Jedi. Mm. At the same time, she's also dealing with telepathically Kylo Ren, who in his own way is trying to chase after the rebels with the Empire. Which we'll get into. Which we'll get into. <laughs> and then on top of that, we've also got Finn's storyline... Which is he? How does trying... Finn wake up, Megan? He wakes up. He looks like if someone took the Michelin tire man <laughs> and and just poked a bunch of holes in the tires. Yep. But it's water. Wasn't it so... funny when he was running down the hall? And had no, I was like, leaking? what is happening? Oh, you right didn't now? find that funny? Okay. That's not how the force works. This is what I'm talking about. Anyways. So Finn is recovered and he's trying to find yeah, Ray. Yeah, just fine apparently. He's, he's trying fine. to find Ray. While he does this, then we also add in a 17th character, which well, is have, Rose. Right. Well, yes, yeah. Rose. Yes, right. Um so all of these different plot lines are happening at the same time. Now, when uh, basically the whole time we've got a 
Chasey, 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 come and get me, come and get me, don't come and get me, I'm gonna die thing happening with the rebels who are trying to get to a safe haven and the Empire who's trying to chase the rebels. That's pretty much the entire movie yeah, we, right we there. We not only start with that, but we also end the movie right. with that. And it's it's literally, that's the main plot line. Like if it was a branch, that's the main branch. And then we've got all these twigs going off. This of, movie feels like nothing but B storylines. Right. We've got the twigs going off of, I want to be a Jedi. Mm. I want to find Rey. Mm. I want to release the weird calf racing right. monster things at Space Vegas. Because that's the real victory. It is. Which is a line in the movie. Yes, that's right. Yes, it is. And then we've also got, there was another, oh, uh, who's the, the guy? Poe the, Dameron. Poe Dameron, thank the you. The pilot. So <clears throat> Pirates of the Space Caribbean mm. is trying to be a hero, but figuring out sometimes being a hero means being responsible. Yeah, don't follow your instincts because it is essentially his plot line. Right. So, okay, this is too hard. <laughs> you have like five different B plot lines happening. This is too hard. I was going to try it. I was, I was really was. I was like, okay, I'm going to break down the plot. I have it written right here on this piece of paper. We're going to do an introduction. We're going to do a recap on the plot. And then we're going to talk about the movie. Right. I, I don't think that I can you cover can't... the plot in this. So go watch Half in the Bag <laughs> Or Red Letter Media, or Your Movie Sucks, or something right. like that to watch a review of this movie so you can at least figure out the plot. Or look it up on Wikipedia, because right. it's just... Now it's, that I'm saying it, I'm getting a headache. It's, it's a like mess. studying for a World War II history test. Right. There's so much happening all at once. It's a mess. It's just, it's a bit much. It's okay. a mess. So, so basically, we start at the same place that we end. Yep. Which is, people are looking for answers. The Rebellion is running away from the Empire. Yeah. Finn Go. has it for, for Rey. Right. Now uh, we're adding in Rose has it for Finn. Right. It's far too many people yeah. either commit suicide heroically or attempt to commit suicide heroically, which I personally have a problem with. I don't mind it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just don't. Like, I, I feel like the self-sacrifice... It, trope is is well earned, especially when there's a giant mobile death laser about to kill all of your friends, and you're like, "How can I stop this? I'm gonna fly my plane into it." And then Rose comes out of left field, crashes her speeder, which could have killed them both, mind you. And then she's like, "Oh, love is going to save us." While in the background, the laser is puncturing through the door, about to kill everyone. I'm like. All of that could have been over if you would have just let this guy fly his speeder into the laser and have that be it. That's towards the end of the movie, though. Which And there's a sequence before that with Luke Skywalker that I get so angry with, I want to spit peach pits. Oh, like, I know I what just, you're talking about, it's, right. It's so, so outrageous. But here's the other thing, too, and this is a problem that I have. <laughs> so I guess for me, and this is just me speaking. Speak. Uh, thank you. you. Right. Ben, thank you for letting welcome. me speak. You're so welcome. Oh my god, uh, I feel so honored. I'm such a good husband. <laughs> um, so for me at least, what did you like about the movie? No, I don't want to talk about that want, yet. No, all right. No, I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about in our society right now. There's a lot of attention drawn to people who commit acts where either they commit suicide or it's like. 
I'm I'm talk I'm just gonna say how it is. I'm talking about school shootings. Okay. And I'm talking about people who go out and create and do harm mm. and then harm themselves. Mm. I feel like those people are unfortunately the ones that are noted and celebrated in the media, which mm. then creates more attention towards those kinds of actions mm. and makes people feel that it's justified. Mm. I had a problem with that in this movie. I know that it was for the greater good, mm. but I I still had a problem with it. it. I think it would have been fine if it didn't happen like four different times throughout the movie. I felt like it happened way too often. Mm. If it was like once, maybe twice, mm. not three times a lady. Mm. I didn't I didn't appreciate it because when Finn like is going to like, oh, I need to run my ship into the thing to stop the mm. big laser mm. from going off, that I was fine with. Mm-hmm. That made sense. Yes. But then there was another one Wasn't earlier. There? Yeah. There was another <laughs> one where... Laura Dern did it. No, that's later on. Oh, okay. No, the woman from Hunger Games, the Capital, who shows up in the middle of the fucking movie. Laura Dern is not in the Hunger Games. She it just looks, looks like, she's like she Games. walked right out she of the Capitol from hair. the Hunger Games, and it makes me you furious. Take an incredible actress and just waste her in this movie. Let's take this amazing actress that and Benicio del Toro and give her purple. And waste oh my them both. god, I waste forgot about both. Benicio. I can't. So so, and you and you probably remember this. There's like five different times where I lean over to you and I'm like, okay, watch this. Here's what's gonna happen. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> He's, okay, okay, like here, here comes Luke, and he's gonna like, and he's oh, gonna, Benicio's and he's gonna have like bombs in his suitcase, and he's gonna, and, and he's he, gonna, and he's oh, gonna, okay, that was, oh, that never was, mind, oh, never mind, mind. That, oh, did, that did, okay, oh, right, okay, all right, well, well, that that would have been smart, but all right, okay, what never mind, uh, um, okay. well, but wait, it'll it'll but, but come wait, back later, wait, it'll come back later, here it comes. So, anyways, the thing that I was saying is that I had a problem with all of that. Also, too, with Laura Dern slicing her thing through the Empire's ship, which was a really cool sequence. It was, and I actually read an article. You'd be so proud of me. Mm. I read an article about how they specifically chose silence for that moment. Yeah. They had a couple great. of different Cinematically, options, like, really, and then they decided we're gonna go with silence. Yeah, yeah. just to it was really because it was a very that. big moment, and I'm I'm really glad they they told the story the way they did in that right. sequence. Like, but that was one of the, the one of the things I really liked. About I guess movie. that that's something I could have done less with is like just make it twice, make it twice sure. instead of like three times. Sure. Um, about self sacrifice for the greater good. Sure. Because I feel like it perpetuates the wrong message. Right. And also, too, in that moment when Laura Dern self-sacrifices herself, I'm sorry, we have light speed, but we don't have autopilot. <laughs> Why? Or can Which a goes ship back to, not be controlled remotely from right. a different area? Which sort of ties into, like, the entire ending of The Dark Knight Rises, which is maybe a movie we can discuss at some point. But I'm like, you're telling me we have, like, yeah, light speed, but no autopilot. I don't understand. Thing. Right. I don't understand. <laughs> It legit made me so mad. Um, okay. And then um, the only other thing that I did want to cover, though, and talk about is specifically Carrie Fisher in this movie. Yes. Um, because, like, she's a national treasure. Mm-hmm. Like, we're all incredibly sad of her passing as yes. well as her mother's passing. Yes. Um, but the way that they handled that in this movie, I feel, was really freaking weird. Because in the movie... You're talking about the fairy god Leia scene. I am. I'm talking about where all of a sudden Peter Pan, somehow or another, off camera, sprinkled fairy dust on Leia. And she thought, and said, she thought of a wonderful Think thought. lovely thoughts. And she was like, I'm flying! 
Bibbidi boppity boo. She's and back. Flew back into, into the ship the that ship, she has just blown. Which out of. she has never, ever, up until that moment, shown any kind of force that is associated with the Jedi. We've even known, though she. We've known that the Skywalkers are strong in the Force. It is in the bloodline. So part of me is like, I guess I can see how that maybe probably is just justified, but not when you're blown out into space. And your, and your face body is crystallizing. Is crystallizing yeah. And you're pretty much dead. Like, I believe, and I think you're right, I think that should have been it. I, I totally agree. For Leia. Yeah, maybe I think like, that would have been handled. Maybe kick her death, like, towards the middle of the movie. Right. Like, maybe end of the second act when our characters should be at their lowest point. Right. Like, like, oh, man, Leia's been, she's been killed by the First Order. Hey, Luke, maybe zip up your britches and get in the fucking game. Right. Pull your X-Wing out of the water. Right. Grab your green lightsaber and go... Blue. Well on your... No. No. Okay. No. Wow, did I just that, make you really mad? Oh, my God. Oh, that wow. Really, that legitimately upset me. <laughs> Luke Skywalker. Oh, you should see his face. <laughs> no, I thought it was a blue lightsaber. Okay, okay. Here, here we go. <laughs> At the end of Empire Strikes Back, Darth Vader cuts off Luke's arm. With a blue... No. His is red. His is red. Luke has a blue one. Has a blue one. It's cut out of his arm when his arm is cut off. With a green? No. So now Luke is saberless. At the end of Empire, part of his Jedi training is to build his own lightsaber, which is a green one, which is what he uses in Return of the Jedi. Oh. Luke has a green lightsaber. Okay. Okay. What was I talking about? I don't know. Okay. So colors of lightsabers. Oh, no, we were talking about, no, 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 no. We were talking about Leia. Leia. Right. Oh, she she should have in the moment when she was shot into space. <clears throat> that should have been it. That should have been. That would have been. How did we get into lightsabers? Okay, so no, Luke has a green lightsaber. Right. Oh no, he said because you said Luke, you need to zip up your britches. Right. Get grab it, your, right. Grab it and grab go wail on your nephew. You right. Know? So his lightsaber is green, like Anakin's was blue. Right. Which was okay. his father's lightsaber, which he tried to throw in the oven. Got it. Got it. He has, he has a green lightsaber. So again, yeah, the Skywalkers are strong in the Force, but like it, that that should have been it. Like, well, and at least it, I feel like if if they were going to have her utilize some kind of power in the Force, she should have exhibited that earlier. Right. We should have seen hints of that in the first one. Right. Where it would have been like even as something as simple as like a coffee cup is a little bit further away from her, and she sticks her hand out, and it comes right to her, and then we're like, we actually, Leia is able to, like, fucking do shit. Right. There's actually moments of connection in Empire where Luke is, like, he's hanging off the wire on Cloud City. He's about to fall into the universe, and yeah. he's like, Leia, oh my god, I need you. She's like, oh shit, oh, Luke, oh my god, no, we have to go back. So that's... So but, there are moments of, of where we see her, her power in the Force, but we never, you're right, we never see a display. Right, it's always a connectivity. Exactly. It's almost like ESP, which right. she had with Kylo Ren when Kylo Ren was about to shoot the ship right. and he decided not right. to. Right, technically the TIE Fighters shot the ship, right. blew her out into orbit, Right. then she... Flies back in right. into the airlock, right? Which I don't really understand because she, like Alakazoo, the magic boot. That's all. And I then really knocks on the window. And it's like knock knock, and like the airlock has been blown out though. So when right. they open the door, they should all be sucked out into orbit. Oh, I didn't but, even think about that. And then Leia spends like the other two thirds of the movie in, in a, a coma. Yeah. And then I mean, she eventually gets out of it, and then we have this whole 
quasi reuniting scene with Luke and Leia, which right. I actually really liked. But I did too. The way the way it happened was just complete bullshit. Right. Because apparently Jedi have the power to astro project themselves onto a battlefield. You didn't now, know that? Because plot has to happen. No. I right. Don't. Okay. So that's something where if you haven't seen the movie and don't really care to, so you're Spoilers. just listening to this podcast because you're like, oh, I want to have something to talk about at dinner parties. Who goes to dinner parties anymore? We went to one. Did we? For your office. That's an office party. That's oh. not a dinner party. There was food there, though. No, that's that's standing around eating food. <laughs> dinner party means you're sitting. Dinner party is I what bet my there mom are a lot of dinner parties have. on the Upper West Side. I bet. Yes, <laughs> or especially Upper East Side. Right. We're in New York. Um, <laughs> but uh, oh, um, so we were talking about uh, if you want to have if you want to listen to this and a dinner party astral projection and astral projection spoilers uh, spoilers um oh yeah I don't know I don't remember what I, I was know. saying um so the <clears throat> other thing uh okay so I was just gonna talk about how upset I was about Rose <laughs> <laughs> oh okay so let's get into their whole plot line so, so who Rose is say who Rose is so Rose is she and her sister were part of the bombing brigade for the rebellion I guess yes and her sister was killed in in the opening bombing raid that was one of the self-sacrifice ones right okay so there's three we there have is three. three one two three I, okay. so her sister was killed and she finds Finn trying to grab like like it's either an escape pod or an actual ship right to go find Ray to go find Ray and then they end up getting looped in with Poe Dameron and they're like, oh, we actually have to find this code breaker yeah. to dismantle this ship so it stops chasing us, I right. guess. Something like that. Yes. And so we have another B plot line where they go to this Las Vegas planet called Canto Bite. And Are you serious? I swear to God. That's the name That's of it? That's the name of it. This entire plot line, this entire 45 to 50 minutes of the movie should have been Cut. cut. And oh. if I could make a director's cut of this movie, out. I would cut that bitch. Out. I would just, I would slice that entire plot line out. I don't care if you don't see Finn or Rose in this movie because they have nothing to do. They have nothing to do. And it makes me angry. Yeah, I can you have, tell. You have Ray again voice. in her whole, in her whole journey with Luke Skywalker. Right. And you have Poe and Finn and Rose now who are trying to find this, this code breaker. And then... They and don't the, even find him. They don't the right even fucking find him. Worker. You look at the levels on that. They don't even find him. Like, Justin Thoreau shows up in the movie, and I think he's actually the code breaker because they do the, the cutaway to him, like, mm, I'm at a craps table. And right, and he's wearing the pendant that they're right, looking the for. That There's Moss like, told he's got about. the rose pendant. and Right, right. And so I'm like, and so they, up, they end up getting arrested, but after this whole animal dog cow chase, right. and they end up finding slave children right. on this planet. So. That's another thing I want to touch on. You can, you can, you can almost reach out and grab the socio-political messages in this movie. Oh yeah, which I'm all about. Any movie, any story that's told well is going to have those elements in it, sure. even social, political, whatever. But you, you can see like, oh, the the mistreatment of animals, the 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 wage gap between the upper class and the middle class or even like slavery in some cases like the people who make our iPhones or you know, like Benicio like Del Toro is talking about oh yeah the guy that owned this he sold weapons to the right. rebels so war is oh war he is also war is sold war. Rep, uh, weapons to the empire right I'm just here to make money like I right. don't care who I sell weapons to so that anyway they end up freeing all these animals even Rocket even upset Rocket about is that. upset about that good boy so they end up freeing all these animals, 
almost getting killed in the process. Right. They destroy the casino, which is like, yeah, suck it, 1%, which I'm like, okay, cool. That's the message you want to send. Mm-hmm. And after all the animals are let loose, Rose is like, that's the real victory. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> like, that's really how I felt. I'm just like, no, f- fuck you. Where, what is so, happening in this movie? So here's, Can we get back on track here? So here's my thing, and this is coming from somebody who is going to be starting a production company soon that is specifically for helping to bring a voice to people who don't have one, specifically yes. women. I was really frustrated with the fact that Rose was an incredible, could be another incredibly strong, powerful female character, which I will say I did appreciate that a lot of the fighter pilot people mm-hmm. were women, mm-hmm. that they featured a lot more women. And a women. very multinational cast. Yes, I did appreciate that. <laughs> yes. But I didn't like that all of a sudden, after like two times seeing Finn, all of a sudden Rose's whole agenda was get with Finn. Mm-hmm. Save the city by getting with Finn. Mm-hmm. And and it, it just played the whole time. Mm-hmm. I felt like her connection to her sister, I felt like her connection to saving uh, people and saving the rebellion, I felt like that would have been an incredibly strong choice. But instead, it was all about love. Mm. And not that love's a bad thing, Mm. but we already have a romance story going on. We've got one with Finn and Rey. And I feel like this sort of bridges into the new It movie, which we can talk about we, we we can do another podcast another on at some point one. but you're talking about like adding way too many not, not only storyline or plot lines but layers that just don't coalesce between characters like right. you can't like we we have our we have our, our love story over here yeah and we have you guys doing this over here but then it's like now this person's in love with this person and it's like an episode of Saved by the Bell now like it's yes like, exactly what, what is happening that like, was another one of those things where it was just too many layers it, it's, it's, this it's is too much. not this it is not a tiramisu this is it a three-layer right. cake. So after they free the animals, they end up getting arrested right. by the First Order, which puts Finn back into contact with Captain Phasma. Right. And then you find Benicio Del Toro. Okay, so, sort of preface that. They meet Benicio Del Toro in, in their In Vegas cell, City, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I can get you guys. I, guess, I can figure it out. And he's got like a weird little stutter, which was like, cool, that's a character thing, great, whatever. I don't, but that was it. That, that was, was all it. there was and to And so him. they end up getting arrested, and as it turns out... After they they sort of rehash the Rogue One plotline where they have to disguise themselves in Imperial suits oh, yeah. and then find the little computer so Benicio del Toro can disarm the ship or whatever. Right. They end up getting arrested and found by the First Order, which pits Finn against Captain Phasma again and another socio political, uh, maybe more socio actually message of like, uh, you have the strong black man now fighting his old master. You know, which right. sort of ties into a racial message of the movie. Right. I don't know if that's what they were going for. That's what I pulled out of it. Okay. And then... I, again, meanwhile, I'm like, look, they're fighting. Right. Exactly. That's all I and got then, from it. And then you have, uh, you have Benicio Del Toro, who's like, yeah, I was actually the one who betrayed you. And he has all these giant cases of money, just like Han Solo had towards the end of A New Hope. And I'm right. like, okay, Han's just going to take his money and run. And at this point, when Benicio was like, yeah, I betrayed you. I I sell weapons, and these people gave me money, so what right. do you want me to do? That's it. War right. is war. So, and I lean over to Megan, and I'm like, watch this. He's like, there's going to be bombs in his case, and he's going to set them off, and then it's going to, like, kill everyone, and then just leave Finn and Phasma to fight. And, like, Benicio's going to be a good guy now. He's going to be, like, sort of the weird pirate Han Solo character to take Harrison Ford's I just Ford's realized place. I have no idea where Rose is during any of this. Where, yeah, well, no, she's, like, tied up. Like, she's still in handcuffs or whatever. Oh. So she's there, but she's just not doing anything. That's lame. And so 
but no, Benicio del Toro just takes his money and leaves. And I'm like, right. is that it? Like, we don't get you to get see him you get anymore. an Academy Award winning actor in this right. movie. Same with Laura Dern, right. who I think has won an Oscar. If she hasn't, she should. But you, you just completely waste these characters, these actors, and that's that's it. Right. And then he's gone. And then BB-8, the little the little ball droid, ends up saving the day when he like commandeers yeah. a little at. What the hell was that? And then all of a this little droid is able to do everything right. and able to make an omelet right. while he's doing it and just finished your taxes. Right. This little droid should have saved, saved everything. The day. This droid right. is what should have been commanding the fucking ship right. to kill the other Empire ship. actually the chosen BB-8 one. should have done that. <laughs> His midichlorian Laura count Dern is so high. did not need to die. <laughs> Why didn't we send fucking BB-8? Because he's the equivalent of a dog. So he ends up saving... Finn Ugh. and Rose. Finn ends up defeating Phasma. So you have this entire Canto Bite Vegas storyline right. that ends up being for nothing. Right. And because then we, Benicio Del Toro doesn't do anything. Right. And then it's cut to back to the real thing, then, which is on the salt Oh, the salt Earth. planet. But we have to go back and talk about when Ray. Well, we have 40, we're 45 minutes okay. in. Okay, okay. So, ver- so very quickly. All right. Very quickly. da 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 So... Ray is getting frustrated with Luke because Luke doesn't really isn't really training her in the way that she needs, uh, I guess. And they're trying, and she's trying to find out why did Kylo really leave? What really happened? Right. And so Luke is like, "Oh, you know, I sense the dark side in him. Like he was, you know, he was going to betray me, and he'd already been communing with Snoke, and so I was going to kill him. But then he woke up and then just wrecked havoc. Like right. he just fucked Reeked. everything up. Reeked. Re- wrecked. Wrecked. Raked. Raked havoc. Raked havoc. Raked. He got out his rake. And he havoced. He havoced it. Right. And so Ray's like, fuck this. I'm going to go and confront Kylo Ren. I can tell he's conflicted. I'm going to go find him. I'm going to go confront Snoke. And I'm going to win him back. I'm going to win Kylo back to the good side. Looks like good luck. Right. You know? And so she goes and does all this. And Kylo ends up, like, using her as bait in order to kill Snoke. Yes. And that's another thing is that again you have you establish Snoke as this all-powerful emperor type character and then he ends up getting killed like 20 minutes into the movie not 20 minutes into the movie that's but like an hour in and I'm like oh I guess he was no one then like I don't know oh he's now sliced in half and Kylo's like Kylo and Rey end up teaming up kind of kind of for like they a fight split they fight the red mighty morphin power rangers right and then at the end at the end of all that Rey's like Ben, I, I sense that you're conflicted. Come back to the good side. Your mother needs you. Your uncle needs you. Like, we have to, like, this isn't this isn't what you want. Come back. Right. Come back with us. And then he's like, no. Why don't we just, uh, why don't we just end all this? Sorry, we, when did he turn into Kermit the Frog? There's so many. Like, why don't we just end all of this? The Sith, the Jedi, the First Order. I don't know that he's quite that high-pitched. No, he's probably down here. <laughs> Now he sounds like he's a little derpy. So he's like, yeah, why don't we just end this? Fuck this, fuck the Jedi, the Sith, the First Order, the Rebellion, whatever. Let's just hit the reset button. Come with me. Right. Essentially what Vader did to Luke at the end of Empire. Like, come with me. Let's move the galaxy together. You know? Okay. And she's like, no. Right. And then they end up having this big force pull fight. They pull Anakin's lightsaber in half. Oh, yeah. And Rey manages to escape, leaving Kylo Ren knocked out. Yes. And... Admiral Huxtable, Admiral British, shows up and he's like, oh, Lord Snoke is dead. You were dead. so good as Admiral Thank Huxtable. Thank you so much. You were so, so good I'm in so that role. Yeah. Um, I and mean, he's like, oh, Lord Snoke has been sliced in half. Now what do we do? <laughs> 
And that's another thing about this movie. There was way too much Britishism in this. Like, there was way too much, like, playing to the mm, snidely camera, right. British stiff upper lip isms. And All then, right, so I'm giving you. I'm giving you a 10-minute warning. Okay, 10-minute warning. So Admiral Hux shows up, and Kylo's like, yeah, they escaped. Uh, Snoke is dead, so I'm the new supreme ruler. But I'm not a Sith Lord, because I want to do away with all that. But I'm going to force choke you and make you do what I want. And now he's all if like, let's I had kill a everybody. nickel for every date that has said that to every, me, right? I'd have 10 cents. Right, 15 maybe. Anyways, go ahead. So now Kylo Ren's like... Who's been who has shown himself to be completely inept in this entire series? He's like, now I'm going to kill everybody. Right. I'm going to kill the rebellion. Right. I'm going to kill my mother. Right. I'm going to kill my like my uncle. It's all going down. But right. I'm not a Sith Lord. I'm just going to use the Empire's resources to do what I need to do. Right. But I'm not a Sith. Right. I'm just going to use the dark side. Meanwhile, on Salt Island, on Salt we've Island, we've got the uh, the thing is powering up. The big laser cannon thing mm, is the, powering the, up. The First Order finds the rebellion. Right. They're about to power through their their their. Stand- Standard Empire, their mobile Death Star cannon. Yes. And blow through the wall and kill everybody. Right. And guess who shows up? It's Luke. But it's not really Luke. But it's Luke in parentheses. It's Diet Luke. He looks it's like the, he looks like Luke. the OxyClean guy who it, OD'd. He looks at what was his name? Billy Mays. Oh. That's who he looks like. It's like he cut his hair and he like dyed it black. And this is like oldish Luke. And he has a blue lightsaber, so he he confronts Kylo on this battlefield. He pulls out a blue lightsaber, wow, and I'm like, "I didn't catch any of that." Yeah, these are the That's little details. Why, these are the little see, details. See, this is why th- this I'm is married the to shit that matters, this people. This is the stuff that this Ben is the notices. Stuff that matters. And I'm like, they're fighting, and look at the ground turns red when you step on it. So Kylo tries to blast Luke off the planet using all of the Imperial walkers. Right. Doesn't work. Luke comes out of the smoke and he like brushes dust off his shoulder. I'm like, that's fucking weird. That's and, not something Luke Skywalker does. And then the British thing happens again where he's like firing all the uh, cannons, the, the weaponry the and weaponry. stuff at, at right. Luke. And he's firing, firing, firing. And he's like, enough. And then Luke is standing there and brushes the stuff off. And the British guy's like, well... Or what is he? Do you think you got him? Do you think you got him? That's what it was. That's exactly what he says. And so Kylo ends up going down to the battlefield facing Luke. Luke pulls out a blue lightsaber. I'm like, oh, this is bullshit. This isn't Luke because Luke's lightsaber. Wait, you literally knew that? Yes. You saw the blue lightsaber. I'm like, this can't be Luke. This cannot be Luke. And the way he was moving, like he was going under, like he was like, like matrixing under Kylo Ren's lightsaber swings. Catch any of that? And all of this kind of shit, like. And then, as it turns out, spoiler. It's an astral projection of Luke, who's back on his little island using the Force to astral project himself onto a battlefield, and then he's like, yeah, see you around, kid, and then he just vanishes, and Kylo Ren's like, no! Well, but then, and the thing, giving too, the, Giving the Rebels thing, time to escape. It would be one thing if that was it, and then Luke is like, all right, cool, I did my thing, I'm gonna go back to milking giant space calves. Right. But he fucking dies. He dies from the exertion of the force. He just, he, and it's the same thing though, and I, I brought this up later, it's the same thing as Obi-Wan Kenobi where he just kind of vanishes in his clothes. Right. Something I wish I could do from every bad date I ever had. <laughs> I would just vanish in my clothes and I would be naked back at home on <laughs> right. my couch with Cheetos. Okay, well. And a glass of wine. lost another outfit. So, <laughs> God, that's the seventh dress this month. Um, 
So he vanishes and he dies. And at first I was kind of pissed off about that. But then I was like, okay, but looking at Obi-Wan, the little bit that I do know from Star Wars, that matches up. That right. checks out. Right. I'm fine with so that. So now you have Rey who like helps the rebellion escape because she has to move rocks out of the way so they can get out of the back of the cave. Which, okay. Which this is, is bullshit. No, this is my one thing. This yeah. is my one little, tiny little thing. Hmm. The fucking ice foxes make me so mad. Because I'm sorry, everyone's like, these little fucking ice foxes are just hanging out, and all of a sudden, everyone's like, oh yeah, cool, ice foxes, great. Ice foxes. Okay, guys, including ice foxes, what's the plan? And the ice foxes are like, great, let's all go do stuff. We're going to sniff around until we're needed to show that there's an exit, there's an exit. from this tunnel. There's a back door, right. And I'm like, what the, why didn't anyone say, what the fuck are these ice foxes doing here? Right. No one said that. So the ice foxes made me really mad. Yeah, the ice foxes on the salt planet. Yes. Right. Also, the Porgs, I think, were amped up way too much. Oh, they're like the Ewoks. The they Porgs are, are in this movie to sell toys. So. Even right. worse. Right. Even more than the Ewoks. Disney knows how to market, man. Like, I know they, know they do. They know how to sell those toys. But it it's like the cute Jar Jar Binks. Right. Right. Maybe not that far. So Anyways. there's a lot we actually didn't touch on. There's there's a, when Yoda shows up. The when uh, oh there's actually that was a, actually really sweet because it was Frank Oz, wasn't it? Oh not, yeah, and it was Frank an actual Oz? puppet, you yeah. know, like and which I love, which I which I couldn't help but be like, oh, that was cool. Yeah, but it was like it was Yoda, like his sort of kooky self instead of like the right. Zen Yoda, right. which is what we sort of end with in Return of the Jedi. Exactly, you know. Where he's not like acting like a like he's not digging through a bunch of shit just to show Luke like hey you don't have to be a big and strong guy to be a Jedi Master right. because again Luke was looking for a Jedi Master and right. he's like what the fuck is this weird owl guy doing digging through all my shit and yeah. he's driving me crazy right and then because you have Yoda like oh here's some food and like come mm, like like come to my house and here's I'll give head, you some beans I don't know and, why I always thought that the little thing that he was eating was a Twix bar and yeah, I always got it, very it excited like, well I thought it was like a piece of beef jerky Oh, yeah, I was like, I yeah. just got really excited about Yoda eating Twix bars. That and so you have Luke and Yoda in Empire, like Luke's in his house and he's like, I need to go find a Jedi Master. And he's like, oh, oh you're looking for Jedi Master. And then like you hear Obi-Wan's voice and then Yoda's demeanor completely changes. Right. It's like, he's just like, he's just like his father. Like he's reckless. Like we can't train this guy. And Obi-Wan's right. like, no, you can. Like, was I any different? And then Yoda's demeanor just goes like total zen like one but in this movie yeah. when yoda shows up he's like i'm gonna like light the tree on fire and right. be like oh young skywalker you're still you still got your head in the clouds and right. like so part of me was like i loved seeing yoda but it was like well, this... the weird crazy empire all right so we've got yoda. four minutes and 30 seconds left. so yeah there's a so lot we didn't talk about let's ta there's a lot we didn't talk about let's talk about our favorites really quick and our stuck in my craw so what was your favorite part of the movie what was something you really liked i really enjoyed adam driver's subtle little nuanced portrayal of kylo ren i feel like it was it was an exercise of minimalism i feel like he conveyed a lot by not really saying a lot um that being said i feel like his entire journey and arc was wasted mm -hmm. in that we just have him end up being a Sith Lord at the end of the movie when he's like, oh, let's just do away with all of this. Mm -hmm. And then he goes into full-on, like, murder mode. Like, he tries right. to blow his uncle off of off of a planet. He He's, like, going to kill his mother. It, it was just... It was a sloppy journey for him, but I really liked the way that he conveyed Kylo's fake conflict, I suppose. Okay. Because he just wanted Snoke dead. Right. And then to be like, yeah, screw all this. Let's start over. Right. 
but you have him end up being a bad guy at the end of the movie. But regardless, his his acting in this movie was really great. Right. That that was my favorite thing about the movie. For me, I think I actually really appreciated the continuation of Ray, just because I was worried that in this movie that her character would diverge from what we had set up thus sure, far. Sure. But I felt like it was a really good continuation of exploration of herself. She's kind of fledgling. And a then bit. also too, it's an exploration of the good and the bad, which I yes. really appreciated. Yeah, which is the she's, whole mirror scene. She's always been a person that is curious and wants to learn more right. and wants to do right, but she also is not afraid of delving into both sides, the light and the dark. Which we all have in Which us, we all which have really in like us. And I really on. appreciated that. Yeah. I very, very much. And I think that right now, especially, you know, with the way that society mm-hmm. is, hashtag Me Too movement, hashtag Time's Up, I think it's important to continue having strong female characters like that I in agree. movies so that younger generations can learn to continue in that kind of vein right. that there are such a thing as female heroes right and and not making women feel ashamed for wanting to be strong and i appreciated and that it wasn't about get the guy yeah i very really so. like that it was actually finn like kind of get the girl yeah rose was... more so of like rose falling in love with finn was yeah. a little like i thought that was pushed you know? yeah all right so what's stuck in your stuck craw? in my craw no, we have two minutes i need you to pick the it in into- Okay, I have seconds. a lot wrong with this movie. So just I have a lot of feels. Nutshell if it. I could nutshell it. I would take out 45 minutes of this movie, it being Finn and Rose's whole Vegas. Canto Bite Vegas trip. Right. That could have been cut. It's like it's like Arvide's song in Guys and Dolls. Like I would cut I'd cut 40 minutes out of Guys and Dolls to begin with if I were ever to direct it. Sure. But that would be it. If okay. I could make one change, one big sweeping change, it would mm-hmm. take out that entire plot line. Okay. All of it. Didn't need it. For me, it was honestly the Leia thing. The yeah. Leia being shot out of oh, space and yeah. then flying back. That's that was my second. biggest problem. Yeah. Like, if we were to pick between the two, I would keep the Vegas thing and then have Leia, you know, die when she was shot out in space. Right. That's the stuck in my crotch. should have been it. All right. So that's our first episode. That's it. We just did that. Messy. But it is messy. We did it. And I feel Life like... Life is messy sometimes. It, that's okay. And I feel like, too, what we can do is we can learn from this and make a more clean and tight... Streamlined episode moving experience. forward right i'm right. gonna edit the shit out of this <laughs> and put it up i can't up. imagine why i can't imagine why um, um so we want to thank our sponsors who are our sponsors porn on the cob porn on the cob um, uh, iowa's number one adult website thank you so much for sponsoring yes. us and uh airbnde bnde bnde mm-hmm. it's not an app it's actually just a crowbar just a crowbar so thank um you. thank you very much and if you have questions or if there's any movie that you're really curious about us watching um please just shoot us a message yeah. let us know email us uh comment on facebook when we post this uh we have a whole list of movies that people sent us so we'll be diving into that we hope to do this every weekend happy happy cinema viewing happy cinema viewing that's what i'm leaving with. i don't like that catchphrase we'll come up with something we'll else. come up with something bye have a good day guys bye, guys.